What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, guys? Welcome to News Podcast. My name is Sol Monley, at Sol Monley NBA on Twitter. You're joined by Adam Spolane, at Adam Spolane on Twitter. How you doing, man? I'm still just in a weird haze at this yeah. point of the night. We are in, an, in a Las Vegas airport, recording this at the last minute before our flight goes. Um, I don't... I haven't had enough time to collect my thoughts yet. I've had to write. I've had to tweet. I've, I, I haven't... I still haven't got a chance to sit down and just understand the gravity of what just happened you know it's funny and i was telling you this before we started you know i i went to the rockets summer league game on tuesday talked to gary clark wrote a story about him i wasn't necessarily planning on going to the to the game tonight yeah and then all of a sudden i'm watching the astros at the mandalay and the breaking news thing comes on that the rockets have traded for chris or have traded for russell westbrook and you know you're just in a I, I literally was in a state of shock. I could not believe that it actually happened. And right. I'm in a haze. I'm trying to gather my thoughts and I get up and start start looking for the exit so I can get over to the Thomas and Mack Center just in case there's something to, to yeah. talk to, talk to, talk about, talk to. I didn't believe the initial rumor that they were interested. Like th- that's how much of a shock it was to me because I was just like Russell Westbrook, just in general, is not a Maury type guy. Like you, you just. All the numbers, like, they're not favorable to him in terms of the kinds of guys he typically targets. He's a superstar. Don't get me wrong. He's, he has a positive impact on the floor. But everything about Russell Westbrook does not scream Daryl Morey. It actually screams the opposite of well, Daryl Morey. He's a Morey guy, though, in that he's a star. And right. You, you look at, you know, the Rockets went after Dwight Howard. That's not somebody that you would typically think is, is a Maury guy, but he, he at the time, he was a star. So Daryl Maury is going to go after the stars. Um, they had an opportunity. You know, it's one of those things where all of a sudden Paul George gets traded. Oklahoma City is looking to essentially blow that whole thing up, and, and Daryl swooped in. Now, whether or not it's the, the right move, the smart move, we'll get into that. Yeah, and I think what you just said is, like, key. Like, this trade echoes the ethos of what this organization's been hammering home for years. Stars matter more than anything else. And what, when you have an opportunity to land a star, you get the star and figure out all the rest later. You do everything in your power to get that star in-house, then you figure out the rest later. Like, this, this trade, more than any other trade Daryl Morey's ever done in his illustrious career so far, I think this one in particular hammers that home. And this is going to be, I think, the one that people judge him on at the, when his career is all said and done. Yeah. You know, if this thing blows up, I think this will be what people remember the most about him. Well, it'll be this and the Harden trade. Harden yeah, yeah. It, the Harden trade will obviously come first, but then this one will come right after that. Uh, listen, it, it's gutsy. I, I have a friend who is a uh, he's a, a coach for a major league baseball team. And one of the things he says, he calls guys that just take massive, massive swings whenever they come up, he calls them gorilla hacks, hacks. <laughs> This is what Daryl Morey does. Daryl Morey goes up there. He takes gorilla hacks, and he sees what happens. 
Yeah, so we should probably like talk about the details of this trade. So it's obviously it's it's Chris Paul. It's uh, four first round picks. Now the details is for these four first round picks are interesting. Well, it's two. Right, technically, t- technically it's two. Uh, so a twenty twenty four first round pick protected one through four, a twenty twenty six first round pick protected one through four, a twenty twenty five swap one through twenty protected, uh, and that's pretty interesting. I've never seen a detail like that in for a swap. A twenty twenty one swap protected one through four, and OKC can in that twenty twenty in that twenty twenty one swap OKC can swap Clippers pick or the Heat pick for that pick. So if their pick is worse than the Clippers or the Heat, they're going to swap these picks. These picks. It's a lot. Um- they do kind of protect themselves, though. You know, it, this isn't a Brooklyn thing where Brooklyn did not protect any of the picks. This is not even the Clippers. You know, Clippers right. don't didn't protect. I don't believe they protected any of the picks that they traded uh, for the Paul George trade and even the Lakers with the Anthony Davis trade. So, in a sense, they are kind of protected in case they do flame out in you know, whatever six or seven years, whenever whenever the picks have to get conveyed. It's worth it. At the end of the day, they swap Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. That's basically what the trade is for now. Let, let, let's talk about that. So, I'm not sure if this makes the Rockets a better basketball team. And, and we were talking to her before the podcast started. It sounds like you're on the same page here. It's one of those where, right now, today, right. Russell Westbrook is a better basketball player than Chris Paul. Next year, Russell Westbrook will be a better basketball player than Chris Paul. However, I don't know if just because you're a better basketball player, that means that you're a better fit for a basketball team. That's what they have to try and figure out. And the big thing with me is age. And Chris Paul is 34. He turns 35 in May. Russell Westbrook is 30. He turns 31 in November. It's a big four years to get. And basically the Rockets are paying Chris Paul. They are paying Russell Westbrook exactly what they would be paying Chris Paul the next three years. Except I think right now, you just look at the age, that's a big thing. And obviously you have one more year tacked on with Westbrook's contract. Right, um, and I, I would even argue that first point. I'm not sure if Chris Paul, if, if Russell Westbrook is a better player than Chris Paul right now. Like I'm, I know it's a controversial take, take, but I mean, I just think you look at what Chris Paul still brings at age 34 defensively, what he brings as a shooter, and yes, he, he he's just not that same sheer force that Russell Westbrook is on the court. And I understand the value in that, the the value of having that kind of tenacity, that having that kind of production at all all levels of the basketball court. But just the slippage in, in Russell Westbrook defensively, like like when he takes plays off, he takes plays off, uh, very much like James Harden. And when you look at the shooting, that is just so damaging to a team, particularly when you look at the amount of three-pointers he takes and you look at the amount of mid-range jumpers that he takes. Like, it can be really damaging to a team. Now, in the aggregate, I, I, as I said at the top of the podcast, I do think he's a positive basketball player. I think what the Rockets did here is extend their title window. Now, how much that's extended really depends on how gracefully Russell Westbrook ages here. And that's a real question in its own because he's had knee issues in the past. He, his game relies a lot on athleticism. And I'm not sure if he's ever going to develop a three-point shot. It's likely, it's looking like it's, it's, not, it's never going to happen at this point. No, it's not. But then you have to ask yourself, do you want the 34 going on 35-year-old taking up a huge chunk of your payroll? Or do you want that second guy to be 30-31? And I think right now you're better off. And I think that they looked at it too where, say, so you know what, we are better off with the guy, our second best guy, being 30 or 31 as opposed to 34 or 35. I think I think that is probably the one thing that they told themselves when they made this deal. And I think what you said, they kind of extend the window because 
we saw Chris Paul slip. I mean, flat out. Chris Paul yeah, slipped he this did. past season. His shooting went down. He, he only shot 36% from three this and season. I think that was an anomaly. Like, I, th- I thought that was going to dip up again this year. It, it certainly could, but again, there's miles there. Right. And, and so you wonder where his legs are physically. We saw he wasn't, he, he did not have the same sort of explosion. He had trouble blowing past guys uh, this past season. Uh, he had no issues with that his first year with the Rockets. And so you wonder if he was ever going to get any sort of that explosiveness back. Now, there was reason for me to think that maybe he would. He, he got through this past season healthy. He finished it healthy, I should say. So he would, you know, he, instead of rehabbing a hamstring injury, he's able to, to work on his game, work on his body a little bit more. But still, I, I think the fact that he's 34 years old, going on 35, and you saw how he slipped at the end of last season and really all of last season, it, it, it makes you pause. You say, you know what, if we have, if we can find a way without giving up well, really a ton, let's be honest, they didn't give up a ton in this trade. I mean, well, first-round picks are first-round picks. Pick swaps are pick swaps. But off this current team, they didn't give up anything. Right. They, they yeah, flip. You're right. They flip from last year's team. They flip Russell Westbrook for Chris Paul. Yeah. Well, and let it, me. And here's the other thing. And sorry to interrupt you. Are you better last season if you have Chris Paul or Russell Westbrook? Um, I would say in the playoffs, I'd rather have Chris Paul. Now, I think going forward, I think that question is going to change pretty dramatically. I, I think I'd rather have Russell Westbrook going forward in the playoffs than Chris Paul because I, I mean, it looked like Chris Paul was re- like he was really rough in the playoffs this year, and um, I that's obviously going to continue to some extent. I, I I do think you look at some of the shooting percentages, like and you look at his career shooting percentages, they're just way off. Like, and some of that could be slippage from the career, as you said, of a lot of miles, but. I do think that some of the slippage was unwarranted. I think some of it was going to come back. I think rehabbing the hamstring, as you said, I think that that really dented his season last year. And I thought he was going to have somewhat of a bounce back year. Now, going forward, I do think Russell Westbrook is a better fit for this basketball team uh, than Chris Paul. But I'm not sure to what extent that really means anything if, you're, if your ceiling is dented for the next couple of years. Because that's the Rockets' title window. Like, this is James Harden's peak. He's 30 years old. He's going to be 31 pretty soon. Well, he's about to turn 30. He's about to turn. Oh, okay. Man, I mean, he's, he's about to turn 30. And he's and th- this is the peak right here 30, 31, 32. And you're not going to get better than that. So I think in that short period of time, I'd still rather have Chris Paul. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Like, like this, this is one of those trades where, like, I disagree with the trade, but. Everything Maury does has me second guessing him because it's Maury, and and most of his moves look bad, look better in hindsight. Last summer is an anomaly because most of his moves looked terrible in hindsight. But in general, if you look at the the vast majority of his career, most of the moves that even I questioned have looked better in hindsight. It's a risk. There's no question. It's a risk. Yeah. It's a risk that the Chris Paul trade wasn't. I think it was pretty obvious that the uh, Chris Paul would work. Um, there, there was just no reason to think that it, it wouldn't. And you know, even though putting him and Harden together, two ball-dominant guys, at least, you know, with with both those guys, they were factors. They, they You know, you had to guard them. You know, they, 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 they were threats from basically everywhere on the floor. You don't necessarily have that with Russell Westbrook, and that's one of the things that Mike D'Antoni and Brett Gunning, they're going to have to figure out. They're going to have to figure out an offense that actually works with these two, and it's also going to be important that, that Harden and, and Westbrook work hard, you know, when they don't have the basketball, and they can't just sit there and not do anything and, and not force teams they can't just allow teams to ignore them, which I think we saw that way too much from Harden last year, and we have seen that from, from Westbrook when he's been off the ball. Would you have done this trade? You know, I was 
very I, I, I was against it really as soon as it started to get talked about since they've made it and I and we talked about the ages that's kind of made me feel like you know what it's worth it at this point because you look at what's go, what's happening with the West where uh, you have uh, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George together now with the Clippers that team appears to be getting better you have Anthony Davis and LeBron together in LA Denver's a young team getting better. Utah is getting is going to be really good next year. It, it almost felt like you had to you had to do something to shake things up a little bit. I think they needed to get younger. I think they needed to get more athletic. They're now a little bit bigger because you know Chris Paul is what five ten. Now all of a sudden you replace him with a guy who's you know just six three. I mean Westbrook's not huge, but you know he he's, he's bigger. bigger. He's more physical. I think they needed that. I think that that's something that they didn't. I don't know if they're a better basketball team today. I think they're younger. I think they're more athletic. So there are certain aspects of the team that are better. I just don't know as a whole if they are. Yeah. Um, and we won't know. We're not going to know for a while. Yeah, and this is a question I was kind of debating in my head for the past couple hours. I'm not sure if I would have done this trade just because the picks, they're so far out. You don't know what's going to happen in 2026. You don't know what's going to happen in 2025. You don't know what's going to happen in 2021, to be frank. But that's why you have the protections. And the protections are important, and you know maybe they could have protected them 1 through 10 or something like that, but they didn't. So if they flame out and they're terrible and they wind up in the lottery and they win the lottery, at least they get those picks. I mean, it could have been worse. It's not a full Brooklyn deal. It's not what Oklahoma City got in return for Paul George. They gave up something, but you know it's it might not be that bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean... It's still a lot. It's it, it's it still makes me cringe a little bit, uh, j- just because e- even if you weren't going to draft those players, those picks are still currency to build around the current team. They do have the they have their first round pick for twenty twenty, so they still have that to trade. So they didn't completely ham. They're not hamstrung when it comes to improving the team, uh, whether it's the rest of the summer or before the deadline in February. I think one aspect of the team that did get improved like significantly today was their defensive rebounding. Uh, this team was really poor as defensive rebounding-wise this entire season. I think they were 28, 29, 30th around the, the entire year. And Russell Westbrook, if you look at the percentages, the team, the Oklahoma State Thunder was were 5% better when, as, as far as defensive rebounding percentage when Russell Westbrook was on the floor as, as opposed to when he was off the floor. So I think in, in that respect, the Rockets got better. Athleticism-wise, you're right, they did get better. They're going to be a faster basketball team, I think, and by necessity because I don't think you can play that same slow, slow pace and have Russell Westbrook in the corner. No, I would like to see them push. Um, I think you saw it in the finals. You mm-hmm. have to play faster. You can't just walk the ball up and, and bleed the shot clock down until it gets to you know five to seven seconds and then try and try and make something out of nothing. You need to be faster. You need to try and get into your offense quicker, and that's what, what, Rus- what Westbrook is going to do for them. It's just now a matter of can Harden play it that same pace because you know Harden has been the guy who has slowed things down for them offensively can he play at a faster pace and you know D'Antoni wants to play fast yeah yeah um and now shooting becomes a huge priority for this team like the biggest priority for this team in terms of requiring role players they have to be able to shoot because the amount that he takes away from your offense by being that poor of a shooter is just dramatic like the gravity he takes away you need to you need to stockpile on shooters and the rockets have some shooters to their credit already on the roster they still have eric gordon they still have pj tucker and they still have um austin rivers is still there he can't really shoot right yeah and they still have some guys who can shoot they, they still have some guys that can shoot. So I'm curious to see what happens with Iman Shumpert now because 
that situation still hasn't been resolved. I'm not sure if they make them they make him a priority now or if they go out and try and trade him, uh, sign and trade him for another quality role player. And I haven't really looked to be honest with you to see see what is out there at this point in the off season. But yeah, I mean, he's a he's a legit NBA player who you have bird rights on, and so you might as well you might as well take advantage of the bird rights at least you know for the start of the year, and then you figure it out December fifteenth and see who becomes available at that point. Yeah, and I'm looking right now. It looks like the Rockets' title odds went up from 12 to one to eight to one. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it seems pretty clear what the public thinks about this trade. They they think the Rockets went out here, uh, at least in terms of talent. Now, in terms of um, the contract, like I think it's 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 a little bit damaging that they took on that extra year of Russell Westbrook's contract at age 33. I think he'll be, be he'll be 34. I think is right. Yeah, that, that's so you look at it. Chris Paul is 36, making the same amount of money as what Russell Westbrook will be making at 33. That matters. I mean, that, that does that, matter. That's nice to have. That last year of the, of the Westbrook contract, where he'll make 46, that's how old Chris Paul is right now. So when when you look at it that way, they they're saving some. They're kind of saving some money at the end of the day because they're not having to pay a guy who's 36 or 37 years old. Yesterday, they were going to have to pay a guy who's 36 or 37 years old. Where do they stack up in the Western Conference now? I don't know. I really don't know. Um, you know, I thought they were a top four team before this trade. There's no reason for me to think that they will drop below the top four after it. I mean, it, the West right now, it seems to be the Rockets, Lakers, Clippers, Jazz, and then Denver's right there. That seems, I think the top five is pretty clear cut right now. Portland's still kind of around. Uh, I, I don't know if they're going to be able to. You know, another top three. I mean, Portland's finished third in the West the last two years, which is kind of hard to believe. Um, I don't know if they have another gear in them. They really haven't. They've they've made some moves. I don't think they've gotten better. Um, San Antonio is always there. Uh, They'll compete. And then there's some young teams, too, out there. I I really like what Sacramento's done this summer. Uh, That's a team that could knock on the door for the postseason. Does this change anything in terms of Mike D'Antoni's situation with his contract? I don't know. I really don't. I, I I feel like he has some leverage when it comes to um, when it when it comes to getting the extension done, but that's just what I think right now. I mean, if this thing goes terribly, then you know maybe maybe they want to wait and see how this goes with this partnership with the three of them with Harden, Westbrook, and D'Antoni. Yeah, I mean, I talked about I talked about this with Kelly on the podcast yesterday. Like, it helps that Warren Legary, Daryl Morey, and Mike D'Antoni were in the same building for the past week. Things from afar, these they looked amicable, and. I think that's that's a helpful. Like again, if I were to make a prediction, and I'm not sure if this Russell Westbrook trade changes anything, if I were to make a prediction, I think an extension gets done within the next month or two. They need to get it done. I mean, yeah. at this point, just yeah. just get it done. You've 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 taken a big swing. Uh, you might as well take another big swing. Uh, just don't have the question marks going into it. Because let's be honest, D'Antoni's job is tougher now than it was uh, at, at this time yesterday because he's got to try and revamp his offense a little bit. Yeah. Well, we got a flight to catch in an hour and 10 minutes. Uh, the NBA does not care about us at all. They don't care about uh, deadlines. They don't care about writers, podcasters at all. And, uh, yeah, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Follow me on Twitter at NBA. Follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Smolane. Where can we find you this summer, Adam? Uh, just check out SportsRadio610.com. I wrote kind of a, a quick little column about the trade and, and saying that I kind of think it's, it's worth taking a shot. I don't know if it's going to work. And also wrote a little story about uh, Gary Clark the other day, too. Right. Go check that out and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you, guys.
Get really into your favorite shows and movies all in one place with Flex, a 4K streaming box you get free with Xfinity Internet. Find what you want with your voice on Netflix, Hulu, Disney Plus, and more. No more jumping in and out of apps. And get Peacock Premium at no additional cost. It's a way better way to watch. Learn more at Xfinity.com slash Flex. Restrictions apply requires postpaid Xfinity Internet excluding Internet essentials, one device included. Subscriptions required to access streaming services.